Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast, and Happy New Year. This is episode 41, When Harry Met Lloyd. Hopefully you haven't done that one yet. You have not. Okay. Cool. Uh, with me, as always, are my buddies Colin Herman. Hey, guys. And Wes Allen. I want to publish zines and Rage Against Machines. I want to pierce my tongue. It doesn't hurt. It feels fine. I'm Corey Draper. I don't know if I said that earlier. Uh, welcome back. Happy New Year. Also said those before too, but I wanted to reiterate that. How was your New Year, guys? How was your holiday? How was your Christmas? We'll wait for your answers. Oh, that's that nice. was. Oh, that's, yeah. a, nice. that's a good holiday. That's yeah. fun. What a weird awesome. family. I'm you jealous. Have. Sure. Uh, okay, now to you two in the room. Oh. <laughs> how, how was your holiday, New Year, oh. Christmas? Uh, it was. Uh, very melancholy in a positive way. We didn't really go anywhere or do much. It was very indoorsy, and it was just the two of us and our dog. That's very nice. nice. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Refreshing, a true mm-hmm. vacation, if you will. I mean, if I could spend uh, a week or two with just me and my dog, you and your dog, I yeah. feel like that's my dream. <laughs> yeah, so. you're welcome. Bar- Barkley is adorable, and so are you. So, yeah. oh shucks, <laughs> we come, we compete. At Barkley Doodle Dog on Instagram. That's the one. There you go. <laughs> Give it a little pitch. How about you, Wes? Mine was good. A, a lot of family time, but it was really good. Uh, cool. Just the good classic Christmas holiday feelings. It yeah. was good. I spent the holidays moving, so. Oh. Yeah. Like locations or just like constantly dancing like you have restless leg syndrome? Both. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. Made it very it difficult to actually move. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, moving, uh, my wife is graduating from her physical therapy program and moving away from the Georgia mountains into civilization again, and mm-hmm. it's been quite nice. Places so. where there's stoplights and pavement uh-huh. and all sorts of mailboxes, it's going to be great. My <laughs> commute has gone from over an hour to like five to ten minutes, that's depending a, on red lights. That's so. amazing. Moving on up, guys. Uh, I hope everybody else out there that you that your holidays were great. Thanks for joining us again. Or if this is your first time, thanks for joining us for the first time. Where if you've been, there's a whole lot of episodes you need to catch up on. But anyway, we'll kick this year off with, I mean, there's a whole lot of news to catch up on. So as per usual, our first episode of the month, we're going to uh, go over all of the news that pertains to retro things in what we call a recurrent affair. It's my New Year's resolution, that song. Just nice. <laughs> Just okay. That. Yep. Well, um achieved yeah okay did a good job doing great so far (laughs) so um as usual we will kick it off with the sad things jerry van dyke rest in peace uh jerry van dyke yeah uh from the show coach and uh, you know other random things from our childhoods that he was in did y'all watch coach i did watch coach i don't remember much from it but i did watch it a lot so my parents watched it a lot and i remember taking it in yeah they watched it yeah i watched it when it was on in our house but it wasn't like i was grabbing the clicker and really hunting it down. <laughs> was it Coach or was it Major Dad where it ended with somebody falling off of the roof after the credits? Do you guys remember this? Major Dad? I remember I the remember show that. Major Dad, but yeah. I don't recall which okay. of that was. Well, I think the intro to Coach was just like showing like a trophy room right, and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Jerry Van Dyke was definitely the comic relief in that show by far. And I didn't, I don't know why I never put this together, but he's Dick Van Dyke's younger brother. Which yeah, is crazy. Which they look really similar, which is kind of crazy. Oh. Yeah. I actually didn't know that or even gave that a thought, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, all those Van Dykes, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They all just blur together. And Dick Van Dyke is... like the Kennedys. (laughs) Dick Van Dyke's still alive, right? Yes. Okay. Um, So, R.I.P. Thankfully, that's the only one that we have for this episode. Yeah. Uh, No one else died. Died of career. Lots of careers were killed, but no one actually passed away. That's a good point. Uh, so we'll roll into uh, some things. Actually, this is something we talked about in the past, and every time something new from it is released, we talk about it, which is yeah. uh, um, Ready Player One. New Ready Player One trailer has come out, I guess, since the last time we talked about it. Uh, do you guys have any changed feelings or expectations of the movie based on that trailer? I do. I, I, I wish that this was the first trailer. So because you, would, you would like it more automatically? I think so. It's like uh, I think that... The first trailer was just like overload of like, this thing has nostalgic things in it. But I feel like this one was more of a balance of what the story actually is, the things that people actually like about the book and the story and everything. So I, it was cool to see like how they interpreted certain things already just in that trailer from the book. So I liked it. And I liked the music, the Depeche Mode and Van Halen yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I definitely prefer the Tom Sawyer to the um, in the first trailer than you know <laughs> than the other than Van Halen, but yeah, sure. that's just a personal preference. Yeah, well, we all have our preferences. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it was less of a montage of like your childhood media and we had more of like a story arc, or at least portrayed that are going to be one. Yeah. Um, well, not knowing anything about the story, what did you think of what you were seeing? Uh, for me, it was I, I didn't see any difference in like excitement or expectation from the trailer. Like I still don't know a whole lot about it and I'm kind of purposefully keeping it that way. Although I've thought about reading it, just trying to read it real quick before seeing yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people that are trying to like get ahead of yeah, reading that book. I just, I'm back and forth on it because I don't want to... You should just do an audio book and just yeah. run through it. Well, I no longer have that long commute now, oh, yeah. so... Mm. <laughs> um, you have it done by five this time increments. next year. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll still see it and I see a lot of cool things, a lot of cool references and stuff. Uh, but my my wife has read the book and really uh-huh. enjoyed the book, and she is very hesitant based on the trailers that she's seen, just because she's already sees some changes that they've made uh, about, uh, and I what do, she considers major kind of plot points. So I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I, I do think that it's you know on paper like you, you they're going into basically a video game, yeah, and. On paper, it seems cool, but once you see them, that they're actually, they, it looks like a video game once they're in it. Like the characters are all CG looking and have big eyes and all that kind of stuff. It it does feel weird. Yeah. It, 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 it makes sense that they're doing it. I don't know how else would, right. they would do it, but it still feels kind of weird uh, that they're doing that. Okay. Well. Uh, when uh, when it comes out, I'm sure we will all have our opinions on yeah. it. So. And the the last hope that I have is that it's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I mean, it's like he... It makes sense to use him because yeah. he yeah. You know, was involved in a lot of the things that they're referencing. That's so. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that at the very end of the trailer, they have that Back to the Future yeah. little uh, diddly glimmer diddly. kind of yeah. thing that they do? I don't know if I noticed that. Yeah. It's like a little subtle thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's surprising to me that they have so much... Uh, of the DeLorean and everything in the movie. Yeah. Well, that is one of the things that, you know, Steven Spielberg was a producer on that movie. So yeah. uh, I'm sure he's taking it and running with it. In the so. book, the car is like, has like a bunch of stuff. Like it has like a Ghostbuster logo on the side. And oh, it really? has like the, 
the Knight Rider kit kind of thing going on with oh, the Oh, so it's lights. kind of like a combination. Yeah, it's like a bunch of nostalgic things in one car, but I think they kind of had to get rid of all that and just use the DeLorean yeah, itself. Gotcha. That probably, I mean, yeah, if they showed that in the trailer, I'd be like, what the? <laughs> Why are they defacing the DeLorean? <laughs> yeah. I but, think the one thing watching it that, and I just, because I don't know much about the book or anything that I'm worried about, is you know when you kind of see a sequel for something that came out a long time ago, like take the Dumb and Dumber sequels, yeah. and there's those classic lines in your head that they try to like squeak in, but they're sort of out of context at that right. point. I'm worried that's like what this entire movie could feel like, mm. of like, oh, I see why you had to reference Back to the Future there, mm. but it didn't really make sense, yeah. but I see why you did it. Like, I'm... I hope it doesn't turn out to be that way, but we'll see. I don't feel like the dialogue or anything, it's not like they're quoting things the whole time, at least in the book. It's just kind of like, this is the kind of things that they're into. They're really into 80s pop culture, so it's just kind of, gotcha. you know, what they choose their avatar to be or their vehicles or, you know, all that. Gotcha. Should be fun. Yeah. Well, moving on, we have a teaser for War Games, which... Um, I don't, you guys have seen the original War Games, right? Yeah, with Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Yeah, um, which I, I loved as a kid, and they're bringing it back, but it's like a, they call it an interactive online series. And if you watch the the teaser on YouTube, it's very interesting. It's kind of like a they pitch it as a choose your own adventure kind of story. So I don't know any more than what yeah. It's that definitely means. like a hacker kind of yeah. spin to it, which yeah. will be interesting. Did you guys ever play the video game or hear the game Firewatch? No. Uh, I've heard that name before. Yeah. it. Uh, I wonder if that's what they're going to try and copy a little bit of that. Because that basically ended up being a movie that they decided was better as a game. Hmm. Like hmm. it was, like, I, from what I understand, it was written as a movie script that they were like, this is actually going to be cooler if we make it a choose your own adventure. And I wonder if the somewhat small, but like success based on the effort put in that people played it and like you end up playing it for like three or four hours straight, but it's across the arc of a whole story. Yeah. I wonder if that's what they're going to try and do with this. Huh. Or it's like a new form of entertainment that requires a little bit of your cognitive, you know, pu- input. Yeah. But in fact, you're actually just going through a story with some variables in it. It's an yeah. interesting way of thinking about it potentially. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how it plays out. Yeah. I, sure. I don't really know how they're doing the format of it or yeah. anything, but it should be interesting. They've definitely piqued my interest. That's for sure. Um, okay, so we have a new biopic or biopic where I don't know where you guys are on the side of the... I think which, it's biopic. Yeah, okay. Which side of the fence you guys are on on that? Biopic. Biopic. I say biopic as because well. Because it's a biography, biography picture. Right. But then it's, okay, biography. Is it biopic? So anyway. <laughs> uh, a, a futile and stupid gesture, which is a biopic biopic of... National Lampoons, like the story behind National Lampoons. Yeah. So, uh, starring, actually, it's got a lot of cool, like, you know, recognizable faces in it. So it looks like a legitimate kind of movie, but it's like made for Netflix uh, yeah. movie. Yeah. And it looks funny. It kind of uh, goes over the inception of National Lampoons and then Animal House and Caddyshack and things like that. And it looks like it could be funny. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how it turns out. I mean, I'm. I don't know. I have some thoughts about, I hope it's just not like too much. Yeah. Well, it's National Lampoons. Yeah. Right. Which I know is like a weird thing to hope for in a National Lampoon movie. <laughs> right. um, like how far they take it yeah. as yeah. far as jokes go. And everything. Yeah. Like I feel like sometimes they can get a little gratuitous. 
Yeah. Not even just like in what they're visually saying to you, but I'm like, all right, we get it. <laughs> well, yeah, you watch the trailer and it's like, I mean, there's that's there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I'm just interested to see what they do with it. Like, it's not one you're going to want to watch with your mom, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably not. Yeah, it's just crazy how National Lampoon just like changed the way of like comedy and the late 70s and yeah. early 80s like with you know like at, like Animal House and Caddyshack and all that it's, it's crazy did, did, did they influence a lot of like what went into SNL and all that or was that separate uh, I, I couldn't tell you I, yeah, I don't know much about the history on that, uh, which we, what this uh, movie is for. I guess we can watch yeah. watch it. Here but, we are to uh, learn. Yeah, um, it comes out on later this month, January 26th. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so it's coming up soon. Yep. And we've got another remake coming through, guys. Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I'm excited for it. I, I mean, never watched the first one. I... I, I I wonder if this would be the case um, with the success of it, if they were going to start. Yeah, this is redoing this Stephen is where King. it begins. Uh, this okay. is where the string begins. Yeah. Of like, oh, so let's just do Stephen King adaptations <laughs> again. We so, have more of those. Look out for Maximum Overdrive in 2020. <laughs> yeah, um, I think Pet Cemetery was one one of, if not the first horror movies I ever saw as a kid. Really? Yeah, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Do you think that they'll end up calling it like a secret life of Pet Cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> the secret past life of, of pets. Maybe, maybe they'll take like Louis C.K.'s career and bury it and uh, then hope it comes back to life. Oh, God. Hi-oh. <laughs> uh, no, in its original form. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Louis C.K. Yeah. Said no one. Um, <laughs> She-Ra. She-Ra? She-Ra. She-Ra. I never knew if it was She-Ra or She-Ra. She-Ra. I guess it's She-Ra. Yeah. Anyway. It's like a proclamation. Doing a, <laughs> it's another Netflix thing. They're rebooting. Uh, it's an animated reboot of She-Ra. Um, I do not. I've never, and obviously, because I didn't know how to pronounce it, never knew much about <laughs> She-Ra. Big so. fan over here. Yeah. <laughs> I like She-Ra because it was, you know, it was kind of like a spinoff of He-Man and everything. Right. And I think it's cool that they're bringing that back as an animated series because I'm sure with the success of like Wonder Woman and things like that, I'm sure that little girls are kind of looking more to like heroic uh, yeah. women role models. So I think that's a, it's a good time to come up with something like that. Yeah. We're definitely at the beginning of a movement. I mean, with wonder woman, but then also just coincidentally, just in the era that we are like women are getting a big push. So you have captain Marvel coming out soon. And now they just released uh, that. They're probably going to make a black widow movie. So yeah. they're coming up more with like female superhero, female, like, yeah, uh, hero leads and stuff. So it's pretty cool. It's funny. My primary memory of uh, like Shira, Shira, <laughs> Shira, and He Man is trying to draw the typography from hmm. the, yeah, the, the like three D look, like the three D type. I yeah, remember that's drawing, so cool. trying to draw those early on as a kid. That's One really thing funny. We'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but at the Toys That Made Us on Netflix, they did a He Man episode, and they hmm. said, I think I remember they said that. Forty percent of the fans of He-Man were female, and that's why they decided to hmm. do a She-Ra oh, animated cool. series and toys and all that. I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, it was announced, and we talked. We talked about this before. I feel like uh, with the Animaniacs, was it just rumor when we last talked about it? Yeah, they said that they were working on it, but yeah. we've gotten more official news yeah. from it. So it's like confirmed, hot off the press. Animaniacs. 
series is coming back in 2020, which seems like forever away. Yeah. And always my whole life has seemed like forever away. So given that context, it's like, oh my gosh, 2020 is around the corner. Um, But Animaniacs is coming back to Hulu or coming to Hulu, coming back via Hulu in 2020. It'll be two seasons, I guess, from the initial uh, release and I always have high hopes for things when they already get a two season order when it hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, yeah. Not even close to coming out. Some yet. investment, but there. it's Animaniacs, man. It'll be. I mean, and uh, Steven Spielberg generation, is behind it again, yeah. so it should be good. Our generation. I mean, we'll get behind it and then we'll show our kids and like force them to watch it. You know, yeah. so I'm sure it'll be two two seasons worth of ratings at least. So I <laughs> and Hulu understand. is putting their original series Pink in the Brain and Tiny Toons onto Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. And apparently there was a series called Pinky Elmira and the Brain, Elmira from Tiny Toons. Apparently oh, they right. had a series like a crossover series of that at some point. I, I don't remember that. that at all, but Interesting. I don't remember that either. Huh. <laughs> Today I learned. <laughs> uh, okay, so Paramount has announced that G.I. Joe and Dungeons and Dragons movies are going to be uh, made and released 2020, 2021, respectively. Are you guys excited about this? Were you guys into either of these things? I kind of liked G.I. Joe. I more liked the animated series. I didn't, I don't think I had any G.I. Joe toys. Um, I feel, I don't know. I just wasn't into that. Uh, I, I really was not into Dungeons and Dragons at all. Um, but I am excited for, cause I know that they did a GI Joe, like two movies of like maybe like 10 years ago or something. Um, I think oh, yeah. was the rock a part of yeah. one of those or I don't know. I think it would be cool to give it like that eighties flair to it where it's like really colorful yeah. and mm. like, um, True. They definitely went the wrong direction yeah, when they did like, the last one. Yeah, yeah, they went very like serious and dark and stuff. Yeah. But I think that the thing that's appealing about GI Joe is you know that bright colorfulness and like mm-hmm. the the Cobra Cobra Commander and all that kind of stuff. I think yes. it'd be cool to kind of take it over the top with it. I think so too. I think that would be fun. I wish they would do that with the Transformers movies yeah. where it's like they give it more of that flair rather than just like Michael Bay. Michael Bay. <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> what kind of transformations are happening right now. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I wasn't either either. Um, I think both both of these G.I. Joe and Dungeons and Dragons were like just a tad bit before our times so yeah. it's like if our parents didn't usher us in with these things and we didn't quite catch on to them but I mean you know we either we or our friends had G.I. Joe's and we yeah. played with them at some point so uh, I wasn't totally into the, to the series either but you know it's still a little bit nostalgic just because it was all around when we were kids it does seem like they may be taking that route because they're doing an interconnected cinematic universe like everybody Uh, else in the world is doing with with mask and micronauts which are both like 80s toy properties so i wonder if they're taking that route with it Hmm. yeah it's interesting thought and like Micronauts, I think are like kind of more of a sci-fi-ish kind of take. So mm-hmm. it's not like you can set it in the real world as much as you can do like GI Joes. So hopefully it has that kind of science fiction spin to it. Yeah, connected universes, always it's all the rage. <laughs> and Universal thankfully scrapped their monsters connected universe. Did we talk about that? That they scrapped it? I don't know if we did, but there. If we didn't, that's what happened. I don't know if it's officially they stopped. Uh, uh, they delayed they it or something, it, but it yeah. seems like they're like 
stopping it for the time being. Oh, the mummy was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like the the original mummy was great. This remake with Tom Cruise, it was just horrible. Uh, it's just you can't approach the Universal monsters with like a Marvel yeah. sense to it. It's like the Universal monsters are so like dramatic and like I don't know. It, it needs to have the sense of like hurting for the monster and like right, care yeah. for it, not just like some. Must love the monster. Mm. Must not this villain that's trying to take over the world kind yeah. of thing. It's, I don't know. It's well, and also the 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 mummy <laughs> it, the mummy like reboot it. It was definitely made to just as a springboard for the connected universe. Like they didn't care about the actual story; they just wanted to set up the connected universe. Mm. But yeah, it's anyway, like Colin we always says, just make one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one's good. Yeah. One's good. <laughs> one's okay. <laughs> yep. One yeah. is good. Okay, so the toys that made us. We mentioned this uh, in our last news episode yeah. that this is a documentary on Netflix centered around. Oh, it's a series documentary series centered around um, kind of the toys of yesteryear some of the things we grew up with, some things that were before our time. I have not had a chance to watch any of them, but I know the other two fellows in the room yeah. have watched some of them, so I would love to hear your takes on it. Which ones have you watched, Colin? I have only watched the first one, the Star Wars one. Okay. Uh, I've watched that one. Uh, I've watched the He-Man one and, like, half of the G.I. Joe one. Okay. I'm kind of saving the Barbie one. I'm not sure. I haven't heard of anybody that's watched that one yet. Saving so. the Barbie one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, watching the Star Wars one ha- was interesting. I feel like I understand now from watching that why I didn't get into Star Wars because there was yeah. like this big. It describes like how the toys were released, obviously, and then like the uh, like there was like a dead time mm-hmm. where if there yeah. was no new Star Wars toys released at all. Yeah, it was from '86 until '95, which is all of our like yep. prime toy yeah playing uh, years right there. And yeah. we were the lost generation. <laughs> Of Star Wars. But yeah. in that sense, like, I realized uh, my parents didn't really care about Star Wars, and that would have been the only reason that I would have cared about it during that season. Yeah. And so, like, I never really yep. watched any of that because they didn't really care to watch any of that. Would you say that for you guys, like, you watched it because of your older siblings or parents? Oh, yeah. That's the exact same for me. I wasn't super into Star Wars at all either. I had friends that were, but, like, my parents, even though my parents were in the per, they were in high school when the original came out, and they told me they saw it like eight times when it came out in the theaters, and they were blown away by it. But for whatever reason, they didn't nerd out about it. So by the time they had us, they didn't really like instill Star Wars into us. So huh. I didn't really get into Star Wars until they re-released them into theaters in the late '90s, and then did the the episodes yeah, the one ones. through three. So well, I wonder if that generation. There's not, there weren't that many things that you felt like you should pass down to your kids. Like right now, it's like, yeah, you totally like pass down it to your kids because there's like a ton of Star Wars yeah. thing. And like a lot of stuff like that, you try to, because we had such a good childhood things that came out. Yeah. We want to pass that down to kids and yeah. everything. So I don't know. I think it was definitely like before the time of being able to do that. So that's probably why mm-hmm. they didn't pass that down. Yeah. But your but your dad passed it down to you. Basically. Yeah, like uh you know, I I had my mom and dad and two older sisters, so it's like my dad was the only one that he could pass that down to. So like he saw them all when they came out and was mm-hmm. a fan of them. So when I was probably about 7 years old, he sh- you know, he bought me the set of all three of them and watched them through with me and like kind of walked them through with me of all uh, like this is who Darth Vader is and all that kind of stuff. So but like, yeah, it's like those years I realized 
I didn't have any Star Wars toys, and that's why, because mm-hmm. they weren't making them. Yeah. Um, I think I had some from, like, garage sales or something like that, but I really didn't have any. I had video games. They had, like, the Super Nintendo ones and everything, and so, yeah. That's yeah. Speaking uh, of Star Wars, our next episode, we will be talking about The Last Jedi, as we did. Uh, if you guys remember when Force Awakens came out, we did a full episode dedicated to Force Awakens. We will do another one coming out uh, the next episode so we're kind of waiting for people to see them and, and so we're not spoiling them we're yeah, giving you time to go buffer. and see the movie so if you're wanting to listen to the next episode make sure you see the movie first yeah. but anyway yeah. that's for a later time <laughs> but yeah I thought overall it was interesting to think you know right now in our present day Star Wars is such a juggernaut of you know merchandise and hype and people are freaking out about it from like being fetuses They're just everybody's excited about it <laughs> that I think it's weird to think about the trouble that they had to be able to get a toy deal yeah. back in the day. And, and they go over this in the in the they yeah. Go, yeah, so they go over it and just the struggle that they had in that. And I'm sure that's true of some of the other you know toy lines that they described. But. I remember they had that with Toy Story, ironically. It's like they had <laughs> they had trouble finding a company that would take on Toy Story toys, yeah. which you think would be an obvious thing, yeah. but Pixar was such a new thing yeah. that they didn't really have much faith in it. And Mattel wouldn't even let them have their toys in the movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's funny to think about these things like Star Wars having <laughs> trouble trying to find someone that will make toys for them. Yeah, it's interesting. But, I mean... Now, because I think that you know there was like one random company. It wasn't any of the big companies that actually did it. It was that small company over in whatever Cincinnati. Kenner, yeah. Kenner, yeah. yeah. So, do you know what the rest of the episodes are? Are or are you just the ones you've seen so far? Like, There's four of them. So it's uh, Star Wars, Barbie, GI Joe, and He Man. Okay. And I know that they're doing more. They're going to do Star Trek. They're going to do. Um, gosh, I can't think of the rest of them. I, they're going to do Hello Kitty. Oh, interesting. Um, Smart. Yeah. And a few others I can't remember. Lego. Lego. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, that, that one will be interesting because yeah. I feel like that one has had quite the uh, storied past when it comes like they yeah. had like a, they were really close to like failing um, for a while there because they yeah, were really be... hurting until they started doing all like the uh, integrations with things like Star Wars and Harry mm-hmm, Potter and mm-hmm. all yeah. that stuff. I think the other one that they're doing in season two is Transformers. Oh, yeah. Cool. That would be a cool one. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to actually watching them. I haven't had a chance, but I will. So Yeah, they're very interesting. I kind of wish they would do Micro Machines. <laughs> yeah, I loved Micro Machines. Yeah. yeah, I hope this is a show that just keeps going. Because yeah. there's like Definitely. endless things that they can go they into. Really good. I would love them to do a lot more niche toys, like ones that we don't even remember off the top of our heads. But like, if they showed it, we'd be like, oh, yeah, my yeah. gosh, I have that. I love Polly Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so one other uh, thing that has come out that we want to do, like a tiny review for, because we've mentioned it in the past, is the new Jumanji. So if you guys have followed our other news episodes, when the trailer came out, we would talk about it. Another trailer came out, we would talk about it. We were all apprehensive about it. I, I'm the only one that's seen it so far, right? I think so. I've not seen yeah. it. So I got the movie pass, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically uh, like a Netflix subscription, but gives you the ability to go to uh, theaters as much as you want to with just a monthly fee so that I'm now more inclined to see movies I'm not so sure about and Jumanji was one of them and I actually really liked it like, really? I actually liked it if you remember the last time we talked about it I was like I'm kind of warming up to it yeah. based huh. on the trailer They, I think they did a great job with it and the the reason I, the biggest reason I think is they found whatever that, that line was where it was you know they wanted to give a nod enough of a nod to the original but not like 
bastardize it. They yeah. were making it its own thing. They found that great combination of they made it its own thing, but it was connected enough to the original that made you a little bit nostalgic, but you know this is new, so they're not trying to be that thing. And they became their own movie, and they casted well, too. So, like, they had good chemistry in the cast, and it just worked. So so you don't feel like they just slapped a Jumanji name on I it? I don't. Like, they, uh, you can see, uh, see that effort was made, and it was actually written pretty well, and then... I mean, it's it's not like a. I mean, it's not as good as the original Jumanji. I'm not gonna say that, but like, it's it's a very fun and entertaining movie. If it, it's one of those movies where it's like you go in, if you are expecting a direct sequel, you're gonna be disappointed. If you're expecting it to be anything like the original, you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, if you expect it to be the movie of the year, you're gonna be dis- disappointed. But <laughs> if you approach movies, well, you just disappointed me. <laughs> but if you the disappointment. if you approach movies the way I do, which is like, hey, I just want to have a fun time, and be entertained. Like this, it's this is a great movie for it. Did they, uh, without spoiling anything, do they at all reference like Robin Williams' character at all? Uh, yeah, they they give little nods to the original. It's okay. it's very subtle. Um, okay, so, so it's not like a major plot point or n- anything. No, well, I mean the they they bridge the gap a little bit from the first movie to the okay. second one slightly, ever okay. so slightly. They kind of explain you know why it's a video game now. So okay, okay. but then they also give a little bit of uh, a, a tip of the cap to the original as well. So. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it was just a combination of like they, they knew what they were. Then like, hey, let's just make this a fun movie and not try to be the other one. Let's give it a new spin. And um, like I said, the casting was great. The Rock was great. The Rock w- actually did a, a fantastic job of, you know, he's this big muscly guy, but the, his oh, he's just he's an like avatar kind of <laughs> for a teenage boy, you know. So he's kind of sensitive and like he's very, wimpy. Yeah, he's very like unsure of himself and very like not comfortable in his own skin. And huh. it's very – and he did a good job portraying that. And then Jack Black is amazing in it. Really? I so did that Black whole so like good. him being a teenage girl stick, did that – get old or no no it that didn't. was good they did no it didn't it's, i feel like yeah. that's one of those things that could get annoying after mm. a while yeah yeah and shout out to karen gillen i feel like she's about to blow up um the the redhead female in that mm-hmm. uh in that ensemble i know a lot of people aren't familiar with her i blew my in-laws minds when i informed them that she is the same girl who plays nebula gamora's sister oh, Gal- in guardians, guardians of the galaxy yeah. mm-hmm. so um but she was also in doctor who and i've i've been a fan of her since seeing her in doctor who and i think she'll she's about to blow up and are you a doctor who fan uh all the way up through the matt smith years and then okay. i kind of stopped not by choice it just kind of i fell out fell out yeah and then just never got back into it when peter capaldi came in but cool. Uh, yeah, so I recommend Jumanji if you're in for a fun time. It can be a rental if you want it to be, but it's yeah. it's still a really fun movie. So, oh, and one other thing. The one knock against it is, is it Joe Jonas or Nick Jonas? One of the Jonas brothers is in it, mm-hmm. and he's horrible. Like, he almost... <laughs> to be like, expected. That's why he's not on the posters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just... Why did I... I, I think it's Nick Jonas that's in that one. Is it Nick Jonas? Yeah. I, is it a cameo, or does he have, like, a... He has kind of a, a, big, a big role in it, so... Oh. I uh, for me it was just That's quite, funny. so the casting was great except for that one part mm. almost ruined the movie for me. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I guess that back about wraps it up for us. Should have um, gone with some from Hanson. That would have been better. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know if you guys want old Isaac. He would have knocked it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Lachey brothers, maybe. <laughs> oh man, not Nick though. Naturally. What was the other one? Kevin or something? <laughs> uh, other. I think other, it's other, other Lachey. Lachey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll leave on that note. 
Uh, if you guys uh, let let me know how you what you thought of Jumanji or what you thought of you know uh, the toys that made us or any things we we discussed your excitement, uh, hit us up on Twitter at PassForwardCast. Email PassForwardCast at gmail.com. Give us a rating on iTunes. I rarely ask for that these days, but give us a review if you haven't. Um, and I guess we'll see you next time when we discuss Star Wars. Yeah. We talk about a Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so until next time, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> his, his name was Drew Lachey. Hey, Drew Lachey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Later, snorks. <laughs>